0: Welcome to Beyond Beauty, the Professional Beauty Association's podcast, where we take a deeper look into the minds and hearts of amazing professionals who make up the professional beauty industry. I am your host, Leslie Perry, and today we're taking a different turn with the podcast. And I'm so excited to have our very own PBA's government affairs director, Myra Reddy. We're gonna dig into government affairs because sometimes it's complicated, confusing, frustrating we don't all understand it. And so Myra's here today to tell us a little bit about what is government affairs and what are we working on. So Myra, I'm so excited. Thank you for spending some time with us today.
1: I'm excited. Thank you for hosting and putting together this podcast. I think it's amazing. There's always room for more discussion. Uh, so, (laughs) So government affairs, you know, a lot of people wonder like, why the heck do we have government affairs? What is government affairs? Do you need government affairs and you know every organization uh some of some major companies depending on their size every different career field all incorporates government affairs government relations some type of government advocacy and it really is building upon representation of your field representation of the individuals in the field so in our case representing uh, our membership on behalf of the industry, whether it's the manufacturers, distributors, our salon, spa owners, our individuals. Uh, You know, we want to make sure that there is representation and there is a voice and there's participation on their behalf on an association level. And a lot of associations were actually born. Uh, and live out in the DC Maryland area so PBA is unique that it's based in Scottsdale Arizona not complaining because it's beautiful out here <laughs> but it, yeah you know it, it, it's uh, it's it's the middle of well the beginning of February I guess and, and it's bright and sunny outside today Um, So no complaints on on where we're located, but some people think, well, why are you guys out there? And and how are you created? And it's always amazing that some people don't know that PBA has been around for over a hundred years. It's just morphed and changed and gained different parts of the segment of the industry to represent. And it's where we are today. has been a long trek to get here. And we're so excited to be one of the only national associations with this type of membership and advocacy efforts. That's pretty exciting. So we want to make sure at the state level, when any changes are going on regarding policy or rules or laws, that we're tracking that, we're looking at that, and we're looking how that would impact our membership. And then at the federal level, we remain uh, steadfast in our efforts to work on our FICA tax tip legislation and so we have to have some type of footprint you know we have to leave our mark um, are we this big giant conglomerate with a massive pack and it's just this huge footprint in dc no but do they know who we are now do they know about the professional beauty industry do they have data and statistics and stories have they met business owners yes so it takes time and it's a process. And if individuals out there listening have ever come with us, either at the state level to testify at a hearing or participated by sending in a letter, if you've gotten a phone to action alert or come out with us all the way out to DC. we for a lobby day, uh, you'll know the kind of excitement and the energy and just the spark that happens when you're able to sit down and talk to someone about something that you love, about your business, about what you do in your professional career. And it's it's a huge education and almost marketing campaign is is one way you can look at it, Leslie, because you're telling individuals, the majority of which have absolutely no idea what you do, uh, no idea that you're licensed, uh, no idea what goes into owning a salon or the regulations put in place for manufacturing or distributing a product. So it's they're like sponges, right? You need to educate them and then, yeah, you need to sell them on whatever it is we're working on. Are we opposing a piece of legislation? The reasons why, how would it would impact that state? Or are we supporting a piece of legislation? Again, the reasons why and how it would impact, uh, you know, the beauty industry as a whole. And, I used to think at the beginning, I think I've been with PBA almost 13 years now. And you know, we didn't we didn't start off with a, with a whole lot. I mean, we didn't even have a tracking system. Um, now we have a tracking system. Now we have ways to reach our advocates. I mean, we're in the hundreds of thousands of advocates that participate every year in campaigns. Uh, we're we're able to pull it together. Really wonderful uh, representation at the state level and at the federal level for our industry to come out and speak and be involved. A lot of our members now uh, ha- play major roles, especially in D.C. by attending fundraising events, um, getting in to meet with their own elected officials and bringing this topic of the FICA tip tax to their attention. And one of the big questions, Leslie, I think we continuously get is What's taking so long?
0: What's taking so long on FICA? And for those who make it <laughs> just a quick uh, reminder of what is FICA? What have we been fighting for? And then we can get into why is it taking yes. so long? <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you for helping me back up
1: there. So the FICA tip-tack. So uh, right now, restaurants have this. And I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, but the credits existed for 30 years. It was enacted in 1993, almost 31 years now. But solid 30 years this has been in place. And how it works is, you know, you and I go out to lunch. We order our food. We get our bill. We're paying the bill. And then you're going to leave some sort of gratuity, right? 20, 25%, 30%, whatever the going rate is right now uh, for, for gratuity. And the restaurant pays... It pays their employee and pays out the tip wage as well. But just like anyone that receives a tip wage, uh, that was really a experience between you being the client and your server. Uh, same same way it works in a salon, right? You have a service provided, you get your hair done, you're feeling beautiful, it looks great, you pay for the service, you tip your stylist. Uh, you know, the the salon owner didn't, tipped the stylist. You tipped the stylist. So It was a transaction between you and the stylist for that tip. But the salon owner is responsible for the swipe card feeds that go with that and for the taxes on that tip. Even though it is not something they paid out in their payroll, nor do they get to keep any of it. You know That tip goes directly to the stylist, 100%. So in the restaurants, they get a dollar for dollar credit back on the taxes paid just on the tip. Not their whole payroll, just on the tip. For some locations, this could be $3,000, $5,000 a year taxes spent on tips. For larger locations, especially if you think of the restaurant industry, this could be six figures. That translates to some of our salons that are very large or have multiple locations or like a one-stop shop vacation, a staycation uh, where you could get everything you possibly think of in in this type of salon. You have to imagine what they're paying in FICA taxes or think of spas, spas and hotels, what they're paying on FICA taxes uh, on tipped income. So our legislation is merely saying, hey, can we get some parity here? Can there be some fairness within our own U.S. tax code? There shouldn't be winners and losers. This The tax code is meant to benefit across the board equally. And right now, this credit is only accessible to restaurants because there has to be a food component, which the salons don't qualify. They're, they're not registered or licensed as a food establishment. So we're saying, hey, open this up open this up to the second highest tipped industry in the U.S., which is the beauty industry. So we're looking for tax parity, tax fairness, something to be expanded and opened up in a, you know, which is fair uh, to our industry as well. And we've been working on this legislation, as many of our longer PBA members will remember, for quite some time. And it's completely set up. We have both House Bill 45, Senate Bill 45. We have our sponsors. It's bipartisan. We have co-sponsors. In fact, on the Senate side, the bill's been drawn up in amendment form, so it is ready to tag on to any appropriate vehicle that would happen to cross paths that we can hitch a ride onto and pass in Congress. I mean, right now, we are looking at tax legislation Uh, But people wonder, like, well, what are you what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? You know, we've we've done it all. It's very textbook. I wish we if there was a checklist on how to do, (laughs) you know, is it bipartisan? Yes. Uh, Have we had fundraisers? Yes. Uh, Do we do lobby days? Yes. Have we (laughs) mailed in letters? Have we done phone calls? Have we had personal meetings? Have we had op eds placed in? local newspapers? Have we had op-eds placed nationally? Do we have any press coverage? Uh, Yes, 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 and yes. All those boxes, yes. We've done it. We've done all of that. We've done outreach. We continue to do outreach, personalized outreach, broad outreach. Uh, We participate at every level to make sure that this conversation doesn't go dormant, that when there is a vehicle, it just is going to get tagged on. We're not then going to start explaining the legislation or why it would be effective or why it creates tax parity or how it's going to be reinvesting into the salon industry that does provide so many jobs and long-term career opportunities. I mean, we also share that. We have data. We have data broken down by congressional district. We have demographic data. We have financial data. Um, yes, yes, yes. We have everything. Yes. Yes. So we've done all those things. And what becomes frustrating is, uh, you know, the status of Congress, how things work. Um, We get so close. And then at some point, it is up to our bill sponsors in Congress to now take that and carry it away and make sure it happens. There's only so much we can do. Um, And as I've listed out, we have done it all. So we continue to work. And and one reason I I just can't let this bill go, (laughs) which has been a conversation many times. But one, because it's just it is a matter of tax fairness. And when you see elected officials run on. In campaigns on pro small business, small business growth, helping out our small American businesses that keep keep them here, help them expand, help them stay afloat, businesses that are still recovering from COVID, uh, businesses that are impacted by inflation. You you hear all these stories, and it's it's really like reading our own talking points back at us mm-hmm. in press conferences, press releases, hearings up on the Hill. Uh, it's it's kind of like listening to ourselves and what's missing our bill. So, you know, it has, it, it does become frustrating. I feel myself becoming ever more blunt in our congressional meetings and just saying, you know, when I get asked the question, Myra, why, why, I mean, you've been in past pieces of legislation. You You guys have, gotten so close. Uh, your bill now is a revenue generator. Yeah, yeah, we're a revenue generator. We're going to make money for the federal government, and you still haven't passed. What's what's happening here? I, I love, I love, I love when that question pops up because I like to say, hey, "You tell me." <clears throat> we're all going to stare at you now and wait for you to tell me why this bill hasn't passed. <laughs> and you know, some people are honest and will come down to relevancy. Do we need to be louder do we need to be have a bigger presence a bigger footprint you know do we do we need to be more aggressive in our messaging and in our outreach and keep pushing and pushing and pushing uh, you know you let us know what you need because we've morphed and changed and uh, made all the modifications of Been where we're we're supposed to be, and complied where we're supposed to comply, and have done all the steps that we're supposed to do. So, what is it? You know, you tell me what is it that you want. What's left for us to do? Uh, What? Where else would you like us to send our advocates? Because they're all waiting with bated breath uh, to find out when are we going to be included. What else does it take? I met with my elected official. I met with these amazing staff members. All of them said, "Yes, we love the bill. It's great. It's pro business. It does this, it does that." This many thousands of people in my district would be impacted in a positive way by this legislation. It already exists and it's revenue generating. Where is the disconnect? Is the disconnect that it's really hard for Congress to come together and pass anything? You know, is is the disconnect that Things happen. In the environment and in our culture and overseas that do take more precedent and are more relevant in top of mind. So how do we stay relevant? How do we cut through all the noise? Some of it self induced and created by members of Congress, I think, and then some of it actual real problems. And how do, we, how do we remain top of mind for these offices? And, and that's where I think sometimes people get tired or they'll say, oh, well, I've, I've worked on that for five years, I'm not gonna work on that anymore. And that's, you know, that's where we just can't give up. You know, so Katie and I, as a team, on behalf of our membership representing PBA, you know, we go out there with our data and our information and our passion for the legislation, and our true, honest belief that our members deserve tax parity and tax fairness, and continue our outreach because our industry is relevant. Our industry is worthy. Our industry is deserving. Um, And our industry has been left out. And there is a bias. Everyone sees it. We don't have to explain it. There is a bias with our industry. And And that's frustrating and unwarranted. So, you know, as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep pushing to explain the positive of our industry, to explain why this legislation is important, to explain why we're relevant, to explain what it means to a small business owner who is providing employment opportunities for individuals in their community what this all means and why our industry is relevant, why our industry is important and why they deserve a seat at the table and a voice in the conversation and this legislation to pass for them. Because we can't lose that passion. We can't lose that fire, that outreach. Yes, it's tiring. Yes, it's frustrating. I get frustrated. But that frustration also tells me that we we can't give up. The frustration tells me something is wrong. (laughs) Something's with the system when you have a piece of legislation that's bipartisan and revenue generating and, it, and it's still a struggle so what
0: I, will be offended by that you with me <laughs> I am I know we are and we appreciate all the work you're doing how how does how do others get involved and how, and I know that you said, you know, it could be frustrating and you're tired and you, we can't give up. What, what can we get other members to do? How can they get involved, whether it's with FICA or other initiatives you're working on? Why should they get involved and how do they get involved? You
1: know, whether it's, you're right, whether or not it's FICA, but everyone should take the time to just send an email, pick up the phone, sign up for your elected officials newsletter. You know, make make that connection. Make a connection, especially if you are a business owner or you know an independent business of one. Things are happening at the state and federal level. We track it. We see it. We know it. It's, it's coming through. We have four hundred and fifteen bills right now because a lot of them were carryovers at the state level in our tracking system. Only about forty of those, where it's February seventh, are are new. But there there's legislation there on independent contractors classification uh, licensing criminal background checks uh, board status whether boards should be there or not be there or combining boards or requiring more representation from the beauty industry uh, if it's if it's all hair right now you've got to include nail techs and estheticians all these changes keep happening every year in every state across the board uh, If that matters to you, if that if that's something you want to keep a pulse on, sign up for newsletters, sign up and find out who your elected official is. Do a little touch base if you want to be involved in those issues that are happening so that so one that you know that they're happening to that you can serve as the educational resource in that area for your industry. A lot of times bills are being passed. Uh, they may not state cosmetology or barbering in them, but it's but it's going to affect the it's going to affect the industry. Uh, that's just how legislation works. Everything. Get, uh, sometimes unintentional consequences happen and everyone gets swept up in, uh, you know, that. Oh, whoops, that applies to me now. Yep, it does. It, it applies to you now. Um, and we've, we've seen it happen in states with um, wage changes and labor law changes where, again, it didn't call out. specific career fields but it definitely had an impact and now we're going through the steps of telling people what's compliant and what's not compliant uh you know it it has to matter to you if it doesn't that's okay you know you're not going to hurt my feelings um but but if you're sitting there wondering like, why is this why what's the why behind that i'm always constantly asking that why why did they do that what who asked for that where did it stem from how do we learn from it um thank then your, then your mindset is probably someone that wants to sign up and start looking into this, at least start start learning about it, keeping a pulse on it, um, because it, it directly affects your business. Or, you know, if you're just someone that maybe wants to start getting involved, uh, the first step is just figuring out whose district am I in. Uh, and that's you don't that's know don't know
0: where to start, we can help, right? We can help.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that, that's why we're here. We are here to help. You know what you know why why do we work on legislation I mean one it's my passion that's that's all I've done uh, 48 that, that's what I went to college for and before I even graduated college was working for elected officials that that's my complete background is reading policy looking at policy working on a policy reaching out to stakeholders about policy um, this is what Katie's been doing for the past oh gosh almost 10 years it's our job that's why we're here um, But the reason we're so engrossed in it and just we bury ourselves in it like a big fluffy blanket uh, is because we we do care. We do listen to the stories that we get. We enjoy meeting our advocates and learning about their backgrounds and stories. And they are relevant. And we do, you know. Don't want to say choice words, right? We do. (laughs) We do strongly care. (laughs) about what happens to the industry and how this industry is represented and making sure that elected officials at the state and federal level see us uh, not only as a resource, but we are all talented, educated, dedicated, passionate individuals that care about the beauty industry, that care about our jobs, that care about how we impact others. And it has these, these are footprints. You make footprints with your clients every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like telling my, my 10-year-old daughter the other day when she sat with a girl that wasn't sitting with anyone and worked with her on a project, and later that day receiving a text message from that little girl's dad saying, that, that was huge. That was huge that your daughter stepped in and did that because my daughters knew She didn't know anyone. And I told Sophia, I said, sometimes you don't know anyone's looking. Sometimes you don't know what's going on in that person's life. And you just made their whole weekend by that small act of just doing what you do. And a lot of times the beauty industry is that small act. You may have volunteered to do something. You may have said something just at the right time. You may have contributed a story or information when policy was coming together. And you may have thought, oh, that took an hour of my day, but it had this prolonged impact of giving people that don't know about the industry a small glimpse into what you do every day. And it is impactful because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to talk to. You never know who is going to resonate or be think of listening to your story and just think, oh my gosh, I can completely relate to that. Or me, hey, me too. too that happened to me too or oh my gosh i i i heard about that too what do you think about that you never know what spark or conversation or light bulb can turn on um and and i think we just forget too how much our everyday work is the result or um is structured by policy and rules and regulations Mm -hmm. that you can it's okay like them or dislike them. And it's okay to tell your elected official why. It's okay to do that. You have that right to do that. Just like you have that right to vote. It's okay to write a letter and say, I love this and don't like this, or I really need help with this, or this never makes sense to us because this is the beauty industry and this is how we're structured. So this just doesn't make sense or it doesn't fit, but here's the solution and here's a better way. You think we could work on that? It's okay to do all that. You know, you're not stepping out of line or you're are, are out of place. It's okay to, to tell your elected officials what you need. Uh, just like it's okay to call me up and say, we really
0: need someone to work on this. Yeah, that's why I'm here. So any final word? I mean, what I take away from this is do some research, do some homework, get involved. Whether it's FICA or other things that we're working on, there mm-hmm. and there are over 400 bills we're tracking across the states in the US right now. So chances are there's something that could potentially impact you no matter which state right. you are in and working. Um where first first place to go, you can go to probeauty.org and click on yes. our advocacy and become part of our advocacy team and group effort. Um, any other thoughts for members, beauty yeah. professionals, yeah. everyone in our industry that we love so much?
1: Yes. We- you hit the nail in the head right there. Step one, you know, PBA is your home for the beauty industry profession. Uh, just like I work at PBA and I follow everything that we're doing. <laughs> uh, you know, for government affairs, I I join those organizations to keep my pulse on what things are changing, especially for lobbying, compliance, and things like that, because that that affects what I do here for PBA. It, same for the beauty industry. You do have a home. You do belong. There is a place for you. And it's right here. here. <laughs> it, it's 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 right here. You know, with whatever your interests are, there's something here at PBA that is going to meet you where you need to be or you know, provide your information of where you might want to be going. So your first stop should be with us uh, sign up sign up for text alerts sign up for the newsletter i mean there's little things you can do like go ahead dip a toe in you know feel it test it out uh, figure out what else you could be doing in your beauty industry G- give yourself access to the heads up on things that are going on if you're curious what's going on with your state email me myra simple. I can print you out a report on bills that have been introduced in your state. You take a little glimpse at it and look at it yourself. Uh, Any way that you want to be involved. And one thing, you know, Leslie and I talked about before we started this recording is it doesn't feel like work. You know, I, I, I like reading bills. I know that might be, here's the nerve coming out of me. I, I love like you. Do. <laughs> you know, I like reading it. I like looking at data. I like having conversations. I like pushing the envelope. I like advocating for the industry. I like doing those things. So it doesn't feel like work to me. I like representing PBA. I believe in our membership. I believe in the legislation we're working on. So it's, it's, it's coming naturally to me. Just like being a stylist or a business owner is naturally part of who you are, but people don't know about it. So one of the easiest things to do, another first step is just talk about what you do. (laughs) Meet your elected official, just say, this is what I do. This is how I got here. That's it, step one. And then when legislation crosses their desk and they're thinking, who could I ask about this? Oh yeah, Leslie came to me and told me about her entire background with, professional knowledge on estheticians, background on salon ownership, background on education, background on so Leslie would be a great person to call. Hey, call, call Leslie up, ask her what she thinks of this bill. You know, be, be a resource um, if you want to. <laughs> Again, if you want to. It should, shouldn't feel like a chore, shouldn't feel like an assignment. It should be, what else can I do as, as part of life? Because it's happening all around you. Policy, regulation, discussion, relationships information is happening all around you if it's of interest you know take that step and get involved you don't have to do it by yourself join PBA reach out to me reach out to Katie we are here to help you we like to help you get involved uh, with your elected officials at the state and federal level and then we'd like to keep you as an advocate and include you when we're looking for op-eds or testimony or to come out for a lobby day at the state and federal level. And for it to testify at hearings, uh, we can we can get the foundation and the information and the data. But without your story, it's mm-hmm. not going to mean a whole lot. So we can work on this together, but we would we need you to join.
0: Awesome. That's it. Thank you. That's thank a, that's a really good glimpse and a deep dive a little. Well, not quite a deep dive. We could go deeper. <laughs> but that's a good start. Yeah. We so all Government day. Affairs and Advocacy and what are we doing and why is it taking so long? But just appreciate all that you do and all that Katie does for us on behalf of us, the entire professional beauty industry. Um, thank you. And like thank you said, you for letting us be a part of it, please just check us out, yep. Probeauty.org for all more information. That's it for now, but we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you. Take care, everybody.